we just wanted to live a normal life. And, but, you know, sometimes there's cool shit that happens, like car chases and, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So, you know, you give those stories. But, you know, as I got into homicide, you know, later on, um, I would come home and, you know, talk about what happened during the day or this particular investigation, but kind of a watered down version. But what being a cop and especially being a homicide detective really was a detriment to me was how I treated my, you know, wife and kids. I was, you know, very overprotective because we're always in the red, you know, as cops, you know, we're always hypervigilant. We're always looking around, trying to see, you know, trying to figure out what angle someone's doing or, you know, is this guy that's, you know, just driving next to us. Is he, you know, someone that knows me, wants to hurt me or right. wants to carjack us. So, right. yeah, it. Uh, so then mentally from that incident on the roof, when you almost, I mean, he almost died. He could have, he could have almost yeah. died. Plus the malfunction in the gun or the misfire, that just adds a whole nother brain fuck to the equation. Yeah. So then what, did that change then? Your, I don't want to, your desire to be a cop? How you work? Did that change anything? <clears throat> it didn't change my desire to be a cop. Um, it changed how I did things. And, you know, the... One of the hot button, you know, issues today or hot topics is, you know, de-escalation, right? And you think of de-escalation like a light switch dimmer. Um, so you have a dimmer. De-escalation of force. Yeah. So right. you have a dimmer and, you know, you can turn it up and you can just as easily turn it back down. You can make it as bright as you want or as dark as you want. So, and you know, I mean, obviously this has been a hot topic, like you just mm -hmm. said, for many years. So de-escalation of force, you're talking like, hey, I'm a police officer, here's a, a suspect or whatever, I'm going to match their level of intensity? Mm -hmm. Or is that, is that that? So if they up their level of intensity, or you up then I, you're up yours. Yeah. And is this taught now, or has it been taught? Oh yeah, it's always it's been okay. taught. But what happens in, after traumatic incidents like that, some of us lose that yeah, ability right. to turn up and turn down. You're either so on or off. It becomes a light switch, Jeez. a regular light switch, where you're on or it's off. I and when really... you're on, it's very, very difficult to go off. And I started noticing these differences in my behaviors and my mannerisms mm. and the way I approached mm. work. I, I was... I was fucking terrified. I did not want to have that situation happen to me again. So my brain, in order to prevent me from being in a situation like that, was to always just be up here. Now, you can talk about that now. Did you realize that back then that was happening? I did. Really? And I brought it to the attention of the department. I said, hey, something's fucked up. I'm, I'm fucked up How? from this situation. Wow. I, I need help. What'd they say? They said, okay. Huh. And they sent me to a independent medical examiner. And I was diagnosed um, at that time with an adjustment disorder with anxiety and depression. Did your constant on uh, ever, I don't want to say get you in trouble, but cloud your judgment maybe at all? Or were you... You, you could see my discipline history, which was zero prior to that shooting incident. 
escalate slowly. Hmm. And it wasn't that I was out beating people up or I wasn't violating people's rights. I was yeah. more, anything more, more than anything else, it was verbally. You know, I was very short. I, I got very angry quickly. You know, if someone tried, you know, said I did something that I didn't do, I would just fly off the handle. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it, I didn't become a bad cop. I, sure. It was just a behavior change. I get it. Because I was afraid of being in that position again, and I was going to do everything that I could legally and you know, professionally to prevent that from happening. Sometimes it's also it's very easy, and I'm going to get way off topic here. I mean, mm. just something that came to mind. It's it's sometimes it's easy for people to judge, but when you're put in a situation every day that you may or may not go home, it's a little bit different. You know, stakes are a little bit higher when it's you in that situation. Yeah, you know, I, I am by no stretch of the imagination making any excuses. You know, for the things I said that you know got me, you know, very minor discipline. I, I never, up until, you know, this time, you know, never been reprimanded or anything like that. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a fact of, 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 of police work. You change. Oh, for sure. Did it ever have an effect on your, on your home life at all? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm an alcoholic. My grandfather was an alcoholic. My father was an alcoholic. And it wasn't to where, you know, I would drink every day. I wasn't a violent drunk. As a matter of fact, everyone's like, I miss drunk Kurt. Drunk <laughs> Kurt, you know, was the best. So I was a happy, you know, drunk. But um, when it came, when the weekend came, it was, I, I would drink the whole weekend. I didn't have a governor, right? I didn't have that dimmer switch. That's a very it, common it theme. not only affects... You know, work, it affects personal stuff. And uh, it almost caused me, cost me my marriage. Um, which is one of the reasons I got out of the Army, right? Because I didn't want to have that shit happen. <laughs> wow, yeah, um, funny. But my wife, she's the most beautiful person in the world. Um, and I don't mean... Yes, she is physically attractive. <laughs> I love her. But she has a beautiful mind, and God. she is so strong and fearless. I know she has fear inside, but she doesn't let it show. Mm -hmm. And she is, wow. you know, my champion. And I didn't want to lose that. I didn't want to lose my kids. So I quit drinking 10 years ago. Wow. On my own. Wow. I'm sitting on the shitter. Right, that's where guys do most of their, their, their good work ideas. <laughs> and I Googled how to quit drinking without Alcoholics Anonymous. Really? Because I didn't want anyone to know that I had this problem. I wanted to be able to do it on my own. I found an article, and it was just like Nancy and Ronald Reagan back in the 80s. Just say no. Mm. Whenever you think about it, just say no. And that's what I did. And I have not had a drink this, in so 10 I'm going to try to have one or two and then call it. I mean, you can't, you can't do that half-ass. It's I like had, cold turkey. I had one last hurrah in Vegas. And you knew in your mind, this is my last. That was it. I'm gonna, I, I am coming here to drink, and this is my last That was deal. a purpose. We went out there. Uh, did the, did the, the, when you stopped drinking, did that have other impacts in life? And I'm sure it did from 
the mental health standpoint then, <clears throat> showing up? Were you, did, the, did it change anything with the dimmer? Were you better as a cop? Um, no, because it, 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 it never crossed the line of affecting my job. Got it. Um, I, I wasn't that. And there are plenty of fucking cops out there that have drug and alcohol problems and it affects their work. And it, it didn't do, it, that wasn't my issue. Um, it, uh, it made me a better person, but I was still dealing with all this stuff up here. So I know running has helped you a lot. Yeah, it's like when I quit drinking, I started (coughs) shortly thereafter, I started doing CrossFit because for me, it was I had to get rid of an unhealthy habit to replace it and replace it with something healthy. And I have an addictive personality. I I don't have a governor anymore. So (laughs) when I do something, I do it. I'm just going to do it, you know. So I quit drinking and, you know, started working out. I joined my buddy, uh, his, he started a CrossFit gym. Um, and I did that for a number of years. Did that help with, your, with the mental health aspect? Yeah. Um, being physically active is a huge part of mental health. Mm. And you get to get your aggression out, you know, if you have aggression. You get to get your emotions out you know the crying and the screaming and all that stuff so So as your 20-year career (laughs) kind of comes to an end do do you see well two things one what's the next chapter in your life look like you know I don't know Um, I really would like to do something with first responders and mental health because there are thousands of us that are dealing with post-traumatic stress, anxiety, depression, and everybody's quiet about it. No one talks about it until it's too late. Um, We don't need any more soldiers and cops killing themselves. And that, I think, is going to be something that I will get involved in. How? I don't know yet. Wow. I don't even know how to start it. Wow. But it's something that's near and dear to my heart because I've lived it mm-hmm. and I'm still going through it. But the only way to make it better and make it less of a stigma is if more of us come out Put and it talk in the about spotlight. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, and I, I've said this because it's always a thing that comes up, you know, when I got out of the military, a lot of the, I got out in 06, a lot of this talk wasn't a talk. Yeah. Nowadays, I think military only speaking, I think it's more in the spotlight. But when I got out, it was like, here's a few classes, slap on the ass, thanks for playing, see you later. No talk about any of that shit. Yeah. Nowadays, it's a lot more. I think, you know, 2012, 11, that time, it started becoming more and more talk, at least in the military circles. Well, if you think about when our grandfathers and our fathers came back from World War II oh. in Vietnam, they never talked about yeah. that shit. Shell shock. Yeah. Shell shock, <sighs> whatever name you want to give yeah. it, but they, 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 they never even talked about it. Right. To anybody, to their family even. Right. But when you guys, you know, veterans from your generation and your era started coming back and using social media to discuss oh. those issues, writing books, right. selling T-shirts, having a podcast. Mm. You know, once those stories started getting out, that made me realize that, wow, it's okay to talk about this shit because 
them telling their stories made me feel better. So I know me telling my stories is going to help somebody else. Wow. What advice would you give a new cop going into the, uh, to the force, to the law enforcement community today? Because it's not like you said, when you uh, in 2000 or 9-11, it was a good time to be a cop. And we don't got to get into all the political stuff now. Yeah. But I hear a lot of talk in the community like it's not a good time to be a cop. It's, it's not a good time to be a cop. Um, you know, the best thing that I could tell them is stick with your morals. Treat everybody it's old, man. Treat everybody like you'd like to be treated. Just because you have this badge on doesn't make you a superhero. Um, you have to get out in the communities and you have to talk to the community members because that's who you're there to serve. Yeah. And they will be there for you. They'll be there to protect you. It, you know, if shit goes down into a neighborhood where you already have a relationship with a lot of those folks, mm. they'll, they'll help you. Mm. They will. Um, but yeah, just be true to yourself and, and treat people good. Administrators are going to administer. They're just like generals, you know, like with the That's, shit that yeah. you know was going on recently in Afghanistan. Um, they oh. all have different priorities. Your priority is to make it home safe and make it back to your family. And one of the main things that you can do to help that um, to happen is to make friends with the community that you're serving. That makes total yeah. sense. Look, man, I very much appreciate you coming on the show, Absolutely. giving us your thoughts. I know a lot of people are gonna hear this and just your story alone, if people can hear what you went through, how you overcame it, how you had to wake up every day and just go through that, face it. I think that dimmer analogy is awesome, man. I can personally relate yeah. to that. When I got out of the army, it was on. It took many years to even start dimming, 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 dimming down. So I get it, a lot of people can yeah. get it. Very much appreciate you coming on today. Absolutely, thank you. Thank you.